Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. Another big night for the Big 12. Another dark day for Major League Baseball. Plus, who is the most underrated player in the Super Bowl? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Right now, the Big 12 is easily the best conference in college basketball, but one team stands above the rest. The Baylor Bears took care of the Texas Longhorns 83-69 on Tuesday night. They stay undefeated. Josh Neighbors, now host of Locked on Big 12, joins me now. And Josh, tell me why Baylor isn't the best team in the country. I'm hard-pressed to tell you right now because they can win games whatever way you want to play them. They can score. They can defend. Uh, they can have some guys go for 30. You know, mul- multiple players go for 30. They can lock you up in the post. They can rebound. I mean, I don't really know what they can't do right now. They're a house of fire uh, at this point of the season, and, th- and they're making their case to be the number one overall seed. I mean, you have a Texas team. This is the number six overall team in the country. They shoot 55% from the floor, 45% from three, and lose going away. I mean, lose by 14 points. It wasn't a close game. I just, I don't know how you you beat a team like Baylor. And and what's interesting, Josh, is we were supposed to get Baylor-Gonzaga a few weeks ago. That game was postponed. Doesn't seem like that's going to get played now, but we certainly could be looking at what is a rematch of a game that we never got the first time. Yeah, and Peter, I'm not sure there's ever been a season where there are two teams that are head and shoulders better than everybody else. I, you know, yeah. I think of seasons where there's one team, but two. And look, Texas was missing some uh, missing guys previously. Shaka Smart just got out of isolation from uh, from COVID, and so we don't know if this team was totally right. But they looked like they were right. They shot, like you said, fifty five percent from the floor, forty six percent from three. The issue was three of fourteen from the line, but still, that wouldn't have made up the difference. I mean, Baylor they can struggle in games and still win them, but when they're on, like tonight, fifty seven percent from the floor, fifty two percent from three, and they only shot four free throws, but it didn't really matter. It's, they're going to be impossible to beat. And I know Gonzaga's got a shot at them, but this Baylor team is just so well-rounded and playing with more confidence than any team I've seen right now, even Gonzaga. Do you think the fact that it isn't a bigger story in the in the broader sports world that this Baylor season is happening, is it a product of COVID? Is it a product of pedigree that Baylor is not a blue, blue blood school? Why are they not getting the attention that another team might get in this same position? Because it's not like they've, they've beaten no one. They've beaten some really good teams in a really good conference. They lack like clear first round lottery talent. They they lack a guy like a Jalen Suggs. They, they don't have a guy like a Corey Kispert, uh, and also David Timmy had put in that category as well. Jared Butler should be a first rounder. Um, I think he will go in the first round. But look, it's a bunch of guys we've seen before. You know, there's new sh- no new shiny object. Butler and Mitchell, uh, Teague, and and you know Mark Vital. Those guys have been there forever. And last year, Baylor was a story as well. So I think people are kind of gun shy on Baylor because last year they were so good, number one team in the country for over a month, I believe. And then in the end, they still lost the conference. They did not win the conference. Kansas did. So I think people might be looking at it like that and not giving them you know the credit they deserve because they've clearly improved from last season. And I think too is just Baylor's not a sexy name. You know, it's, it's not as fun as a, as a Gonzaga. You know, it's not as fun as maybe some of the Blue Bloods, and, and we don't view them that way. So I think it's kind of a perception thing that they're trying to change right now. 
more ugliness in the MLB. Plus, Van Vliet was on Easy Street last night. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered, one place we trust for all your gambling needs, and that's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at Bet Online and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Imagine that a sports book giving you money. Books are not in the habit of giving away money. And yet, just because you listen to the show, they will give you that 50% deposit bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. It's not just the NFL right now. The NBA is in full swing. Hockey is back. And guess what? Baseball will be here before you know it. So make sure you're making money on all the info you're getting from shows like ours. Right now, locked on is the promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus because Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Forget Disney World, it was Van Vliet's World in Orlando last night, and we were all just living in it. Hey, Sean Wilder here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Raptors 123-108 win over the Orlando Magic on Tuesday night. Yes, it's a nice win for the Raptors. They moved to 9-12. That's great. They get their second straight win over Orlando. But really, this is all about Fred Van Vliet, who on this night picked up 15 new children in the form of the Orlando Magic with 54 points on 17 of 23 shooting, 11 of 14 from three. Look for a second like he might beat Clay Thompson's record of 14 threes in a game, had 11 through three quarters. Doesn't get the record, but he does now hold a special place in Raptors history, passing DeMar DeRozan, who had 52 points a few years back against Milwaukee. And it's just a wonderful culmination to an incredible story that is Fred VanVleet's career. An undrafted guy in 2016, he becomes a bit rotation piece, then a huge part of the championship team in 2019, and now he's one of the best players. Two of the best battled in the NBA last night, and they didn't disappoint. Adam with the Locked On Nets podcast, coming off a statement loss in a lot of ways. It's a statement win for the Brooklyn Nets. You've got a Kawhi Leonard. We've got a Kevin Durant. You've got a Paul George. We've got a James Harden. Can you rise up against one Kyrie Irving? Does it all tonight. Looks beautiful doing it. The artist with his paintbrush in hand gets the Nets the W. Check out the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The NBA continues to tighten its health and safety protocols to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. The league will require players to wear KN95 or KF94 masks in all instances where masking is required. But the NBA and NBA PA still forge ahead, making all-star festivity plans. Fanatics, the NFL's official e-commerce partner, said Tom Brady has become their best-selling NFL player ever for the two-week period between the conference championship game and the Super Bowl. While the top-selling market is, of course, Tampa, with Orlando and Miami being third and fifth, New York has jumped to second, and Boston has fluctuated between third and fourth over the past several days. Apparently, the Patriots fans still love Brady, even though he's now in Tampa Bay. Here is another story you need to know. The LA Angels suspended pitching coach Mickey Calloway after a story in The Athletic reported five women accusing Calloway of inappropriate contact and attempting to lure them with access to information while he was with the New York Mets. This is the second such instance of a club official abusing his authority and harassing female media in just the last month. 
Gabrielle Starr from Locked on Red Sox joins me now. And Gabrielle, at what point is it necessary for the powers that be in, in Major League Baseball to say, we have a cultural problem and this needs to be addressed? Honestly, I would say that the time for them to say that was years ago. But if we're talking about it now, given the fact that the Mickey Calloway news broke exactly two weeks to the day after the Jared Porter news broke, the time is now. The time is immediately. Because for every story that you hear, there are at least five that you don't hear. And I know because I'm a woman in sports and I have stories of my own. And every woman I know in sports has her own stories. And it ranges from everything from uh, men in sports giving me a heads up about a certain person that they know at a ballpark to unsolicited creepy messages to just worrying about what you wear when you're going to work to make sure that you're not somehow giving off a vibe or being suggestive even though it's not on women to create an environment where men need to control themselves it's on men needing to control themselves so the time is immediately because clearly the stories are only come like stories more and more stories are coming out but this has been happening forever and it isn't just a baseball specific problem. We know this is this is happening in other sports and and over the last few weeks as you mentioned, we've heard from women in sports media saying, "I have stories like this that I can't tell you about even because of of a number of different reasons." So what direct action would you like to see whether it's Major League Baseball or any of these sports league sports teams to say, "We understand this is happening. Here's how we are going to try and help." I think the biggest thing that Major League Baseball and any industry needs to do is have a zero tolerance policy for any of this kind of behavior, because the only way that women are ever going to feel 100% welcome in sports and safe in their work environments in general is if they know that if something like this happens, they will be A, believed, and B, they will get the justice that they deserve there's no consequences for these actions for for a very long time a guy like jared porter would not have been fired immediately and mickey calloway wasn't even fired immediately because he's refusing to admit that he did it even though there's an abundance of evidence so he hasn't even been fired yet he's been suspended until there are actual swift and severe consequences for this behavior it's not going to fully change and one of the biggest things that can be done to help that is it's not just enough for men in sports to give their female friends a heads up about somebody creepy if they know that somebody is being a creep if someone's you know engaging in sexual harassment if someone is sending unsolicited you know advances over their electronic devices they need to go to somebody about it it's not enough to tell us who to look out for you have to do more. You have to actively try to dismantle this culture where men can get away with not taking no for an answer and actually start perpetuating a culture where this is not tolerated, period. Coming up, our cue of the day, the players nobody is talking about. We're going to talk about them next. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and trust me, I've tried them all. Most of them are gritty, they're chalky, they're difficulty. You don't want to eat them, and so you don't end up eating them. These are different. They are delicious, and they absolutely deliver on that promise as the best-tasting protein bar ever. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and you can see why with flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, and so many more. I love them. My wife loves them. Now she is eating them more often than I am. I'm going and looking in my box and I'm seeing half-eaten bars going, hey, what's going on here? And it's because she's eating them. And the best part, it's guilt-free. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Plus, right now, Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the day. It's the star players that give the Super Bowl its sizzle, but what about the steak? How often do we see a lesser-known guy come to the fore in a big spot? So who could those players be? The under-the-radar guys who could break out in a major way on Super Bowl Sunday. David Harrison from Locked on Buccaneers has his pick for Tampa. One thing of an under-the-radar player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers entering this weekend, I actually went through a few names, two of them on offense, one of them wide receiver Scotty Miller. When you look at the play he made against the Green Bay Packers at the end of the first half there in the, in the NFC Championship game, it's hard to believe that many people don't know who Scotty Miller is now, especially after his comments during the week, during the buildup to the Super Bowl that he might be able to beat Tyreek Hill in a foot race, so he's kind of off the list. Then I turned to tight end Cameron Brait, who really is the number three tight end for the Buccaneers heading into the season, but the injury to O.J. Howard pushed Rob Gronkowski up to that number one role and then also pushed Cam Brait up into that number two role. And given his performance in the postseason, hard to imagine a lot of people don't know who he is at this point in time as well. So then really I turn over the defense and I look at safety Mike Edwards, and that is going to be my under-the-radar player starting in the NFC Championship game against Green Bay Packers due to an injury suffered by Antoine Winfield Jr. He played very well for a secondary that was able to keep Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense contained. And he also came in and played sparingly against the New Orleans Saints in the divisional round, even came away with an interception against Drew Brees. So for me this weekend, my under the radar player is going to be safety Mike Edwards for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For more on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everything leading up to this game, check me out five days a week at the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's hard to believe any defensive player for the Bucs could be under the radar, but Mike Edwards is definitely that. What about the Chiefs? So full of stars. Who could the guy maybe we're not talking enough about be that player? Locked on Chiefs, Ryan Tracy has his pick. We have to talk about the players that aren't getting the recognition. There's plenty of fanfare going on this week at Super Bowl 55, but one player who is down underneath the radar is a rookie named Legereus Sneed. And LJ Sneed has come up huge. He had a middle kind of section during the year where he was injured, but he played well on the front end in adapting to the NFL game, and he's really come through on the back end, not only by getting his hands on passes, but by rushing the passer as well. He will be an intricate part, now that he's cleared the concussion protocol, of the Chiefs game plan on defense for Steve Spagnolo. If you want to hear more, check out Locked On Chiefs as well as Locked On Bucks. We're locked on. Your team every day. And finally, Nike has put together a $5 million grant to grow girls' flag football in school athletics. About a million fewer girls play high school sports than boys, a gap largely attributed to football. 
Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Thursday, speaking of money, we'll get you ready for the Super Bowl and all the betting information you need. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.